This is Hers and Hers and His, a Threes Company podcast. I'm Tucker. I'm Matteo. And I'm Jinx. I shouldn't laugh so loud. I listened to the last episode. What, which one did I listen to last? Which one did we just release? Oh, you're going to refer to Yanni Live at the Acropolis. Oh, that was a good episode. That was <laughs> That's the one. But, like, I come in so hot. Like, I am, I am, I'm not just laughing. Like, I'm maniacally cackling. What? No. I sound like a fairy tale witch. I don't know what's gotten into me lately. I was just very excited to do the show that day. <laughs> and things got away from me. I, I don't know. I'm very self-critical, but I sounded crazy. I sounded crazy. No, I don't believe so, that. Not for a second. I know. No one's going to notice. This is, it's all in my head. Uh, Great. Why am I just all of a sudden? It's because you said you were tired, and that made me just like sympathetically start yawning. Because I am not tired. I have to start playing. Life at the Acropolis. I need one of those, too. Oh, we're falling apart. Oh, oh, we need to get a we, <laughs> we need to get a cough button for blowing noses and burping and other things. Okay, all right, we're gonna, use, we're gonna start the recording. Okay, and now. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Tucker, we. Tucker You're trying to cover up the last yawn. No, oh, no, I'm going to do it because I can't. You guys are really testing my... I know. What's going on? You're a psychopath. Restraint. Why aren't you yawning? I want to, but I'm so tired I can't even yawn. Oh, uh, you have to yawn or else we'll think you're, you're, we'll think you're a crazy person. Uh, you're, you're the devil. <laughs> I fought it. Okay. Oh, it was like a, it was like a half yeah. yawn, which feels like a, like not sneezing. Oh, that's the worst. This is we are not off to a good start. Sure, we are. Everything's <laughs> off to a good start. I've got a I've got a third of a diet coke sitting here. Oh, I got this new blackberry lemonade Waterloo. I've expanded past the Lacroix. And now I've been trying the new flavors of Waterloo, and uh, it's not bad. It's not bad, but you know, my all-time two favorite sparkling waters are Limoncello by LaCroix, yes. or LaCroix, and uh, Key Lime by LaCroix. Yes. I think those are such nuanced, and then, and then right behind those is Waterloo's Cherry Limeade. Wow. That is a combo for the gods. Cherry limeade. All right. I haven't mm-hmm. tried any much Waterloo because their can looks so old-fashioned and never pulled me in. Mm. Oh, it is a little old-fashioned, truth be told. Um, Look at me. I'm pretty I sure like I have to. I have to have the most modern of all cans or I won't drink a beverage. Right. <laughs> 
There's something to that. Packaging is very important. It's totally bubbly for me. Oh, uh, guys. Okay, here what? we are. Yeah. We're doing it. Yeah. Well, we are, but I don't think the sparkling waters is exactly what we're here to talk about. No. Yeah. Oh, God. I'll tell you what we're here to talk about. We're here to yeah. talk about Three's Company. I would love company. to tell you what we're here to talk about, but I couldn't. <laughs> Three's Company. Now I can't tell you. It's in Baby Makes 2. There. Early 1980. Mm-hmm. Three's Company episode. It would have been like February... It's the beginning of February, mm-hmm. probably. First week of February. And it's called In Baby Makes 2. And that's, that's it. Yeah, that's all you need. <laughs> right? I think so. Yeah. So right what more there. do you need to know? It aired in February, February 5th of 1980. Oh, there is that? It is. We have to know. Oh, now it's Season 4, episode 19. Episode we have 19. to know those numbers. We can't go forward. Uh, it's just a tradition. And I feel like we are traditionalists when it comes to the segments of our show. It. You can just drop it. Just no, be like, we're no, here to... Talk about this Three's Company episode. And never tell anyone which one. Never. You'll have to figure out context <laughs> clues. And, uh, you'll figure it out. If you're, if you're paying attention, you'll Let's know. Just bleep it <laughs> out from now on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll go back and take it out of all the previous episodes, too. <laughs> um, what a nightmare of editing. Uh, last week, you predicted when Baby Makes Oh, boy. I was all very right. bad with this. Ralph Furley has a uh-huh. baby left at his doorstep. Oh, that's a great one. That's a great one. I would have loved to see this episode. Band together to take care until they figure out what to do with this baby. That would have been good. Yeah. Now, <laughs> listeners at home may be cluing into the fact that when I come up with these predictions, I'm really just talking about Golden Girls episodes that I saw. For instance, there was the, there was the episode where there's this uh, you know they leave a, a baby with the with the golden girls because there's, uh, there's like a there's a race yes yeah. and then the parents end up going into labor and have to, they don't come back for the baby and so they the girls think that now they've inherited this baby that they're gonna raise. <laughs> Which is just such a leap, too. I love that episode because they go they go directly to we're gonna have to raise a baby to from this guy's late picking up his child. Wow. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, right. And then it turns out, in case people want to know how it resolves, uh, Sophia forgot that they called to say they weren't gonna pick up the baby until tomorrow and can you imagine leaving your what? leaving your baby, which you're you're having another baby? I don't understand the timing there, but you're leaving no. your your baby with strangers, and then you're like, you know what? We're not going to be able to come get him after all. It's <laughs> crazy. Yeah, what the hell is that? Uh, that is crazy. That is crazy. Well, we're not a Golden Girls podcast. No. Um, no. No. I. I, I, I take note of that. Yeah. <laughs> I feel that was directed at me. Today we watched part of um, the 15th anniversary Disney World celebration. Yeah. It was, uh, oh. you know, the, the Disney movie every week on TV. Back from like the 70s and In 60s? The 80s. 
Yeah, they had the, the Disney oh, movie. Like, like the magical world of Disney. Yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah. They, yeah. It was, uh-huh. uh, they didn't have a movie that week. Instead, they had this 15th anniversary Disney World celebration. And commercial? Yeah, it was a, it was a feature-length commercial. <laughs> That's great. B. Arthur and Betty White. Oh, get out! A ton of it. They were the hosts. They were kind of yeah, kind of hosting it, kind of. But then That's it cute. Would go all over the place, and Dolly Parton's doing nine to five, and there's a bunch of Disney characters running around her. It's it was really so weird. weird. It's on YouTube. Listen, anyway. yeah. I gotta check it out because I love that nine to five song. Click, 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 oh, click, yeah. click. Oh, yeah. I love that. Okay, <clears throat> but. As you said before, we're not a Golden Girls podcast. Right. So, <laughs> so let's stop talking about that. True. Right? Okay. True. Here right. we go. Here and we Baby go. Makes Two. And Baby Makes Two. Season whatever, episode who cares of three. <laughs> baby Makes Two. So this one starts in Furley's apartment, and Furley's fixing a toaster. And as yeah. always, there's an extra screw at the end. Huh. Oh, we missed that part in Pluto. In Pluto, oh. it comes into him like getting up from the table that he, where the toaster is, oh. and they don't even address the toaster. Oh, oh, yeah. He's just fixing the toaster, and he has an extra screw. That's all that. Happens. Yeah, and he comments on how there's all whenever he does something like this, you know, they always find there's always some screw they don't need or whatever, and he kind of just tosses it. That's cute. Yeah, and then ding dong, Janet comes in, and she she's carrying a baby rattle. No, it's it's in her coat pocket. Oh, it's in her coat. And it falls out. It falls out. That's right. Yeah. When he shakes the coat pocket around. She's been babysitting. And uh, she's asking Furley if it would be okay if she redecorated their bedroom. Right. Uh, at her expense. At her expense, because she got a, a bonus from the flower shop. You know how you're always getting bonuses at the flower shop. She wants there. There must have been different rules about apartments in these days. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how that. I mean, I guess you could just go to your landlord and be like, "Hey, I'll pay for it, but can I redo our bedroom?" I don't know. I guess. Yeah, I mean, I guess I would. I would consult with the landlord first if I was going. Oh, really? Oh, my God. I always just decorated my rooms whenever I rented an apartment. I was really? like, well, <laughs> yes. I was Because I could always paint the wall back white, but oh. like I like the little splash of color in my, in my boudoir. Oh, my God. I always would check. Well, except for that time we painted the kitchen cabinets, and I didn't, I didn't, tell, I didn't tell him. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was, was with the different. house. Yeah, but that was different because it was, it was a friend of ours. But also, yeah. I think it really made the kitchen look nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, it did. That was a cute kitchen. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> uh, so he says, you know what? Go for it. Uh, but if you know you're responsible for any damages. <laughs> right. And she says, okay. And then she's... Uh, uh, basically says, don't tell Chrissy. I want this to be a surprise for Chrissy. And don't tell Jack because he'll tell Chrissy. Yeah. And they're going skiing, but she's going, at the last minute, she's going to not go. She tells the whole plan to Furley. Yeah. And then she's going to spend the weekend 
uh, getting it redone with some people. <laughs> yes, she's gone so far as to, to place an ad in the newspaper to hire an interior design student. Right. Right. Remember that. Interior design student. Student. Okay. Just remember that. And then, <laughs> and then Furley uh, says something about being handy or whatever and fixing the toaster and picks it up and it falls apart. Yeah, of course. And says course. it's missing a screw or something like that. Ahaha. Ha. And then we're, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but we're up in the uh, in the apartment and Jack is waxing his skis. Super excited. Oh, is that what that was? You you, you have to wax skis? Yeah, he was waxing his skis. What, why? Ski. Well, I went skiing a few times, and I never put wax on the skis. Well, I think if you rent them, you don't have to. Did you rent your skis? Of course I did. I mean, I'm not going to buy skis. I live in L.A. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, I think they probably they maintain their skis. With wax. That's fascinating. I, I Otherwise, you just either, don't, you just don't ski. It just doesn't work. They just sit. I guess if they're made of wood, that would keep yeah. the water out. Yeah. Any hooters. Any. Slide in. And then uh, Chrissy comes out, and she's in her uh, her skiing outfit. And Jack says, Susie Chapstick, eat your heart out. And that was cute. Do you guys remember Susie Chapstick? No, we looked her up because we, we have no idea what they were talking about. Oh, really? About. Yeah. yeah. Susie, She's real. Susie Chafee is her real name. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's why, they, that's why they were like, Susie Chapstick. Ha, ha, yeah. Ha. And she was a... She was a skier. She was a ballerina skier. Yeah, she was a ballerina right. skier. <laughs> apparently. And she did a series of Chapstick commercials. She was Susie yeah. Chapstick. And... One of them, there was other people that maybe are people that we didn't, you know, I don't know who they were, but one of them was then George Chapstick. And then there was like a... Yeah, there was there were other professional athletes. Yeah. Was it a baseball player or yeah, something? Yeah, there was a that baseball the, player. The nickname already. Yeah. And then she like yells from the stands at him. Yeah. Hey, could it be, what's his name? I want to call it like, Jackknife. No, it was something <laughs> like that. Like his name was like Jackknife. Jackknife Schmidt yeah, or something. Hey, could it be Jackknife Chapstick? <laughs> and he looks back behind his shoulder like... And it freezes. It was uh, weird. Anyway, that's been our commercial break. <laughs> <laughs> good job. That was a good one. We really did it. <laughs> Susie Chapstick. But she does. She looks like Susie Chapstick. Yeah, it is very Susie Chapstick when she comes out of there. Yeah. Oh heck yeah. That's that that ski off it was over the top. Yeah. And so then Janet enters and um Oh my gosh, looking so cute. Don't mean to harp on these on these outfits this week, but those palazzo pants with that little like navy turtleneck. But you know what really sets it off? She's wearing a gold chain belt, a tiny little yeah. gold chain around her waist. Oh my gosh, so cute. And her mullety Hair and her like out of control blush. Janet was really just serving eighties this week. She looked fantastic. I, really I don't understand why. I still just don't understand how she can walk out of a flower shop looking like that. But 
<laughs> exactly. Um, and so she's, it, oh, Jack uh, asks about how she, oh, you really like babysitting, don't you? Because she's been babysitting. Yeah, you know, I just really like, and she, she loves being with the kid and all this. And then she starts talking about her friends, who could be the mother, mm-hmm. and how she, she is the terminology she used, hired a father. That's what she says. That's what she That's says. What Janet says. Yeah. And she says she put an ad out. In the paper. Yeah. Or whatever. And apparently, like, hundreds of men showed up. <laughs> I don't know. She said lots of men showed up. Yeah. Um, of course. Yeah. I don't... It's a crazy idea. And apparently that's how she got pregnant. So she lays she this whole thing this out. She was talking about how hard it was for her to be a single mom. Right. Yeah. But it's this. Oh, it's just so bizarre to me. Yeah, well, because it's not handled well. Like you would, the way that you would do that is, um, Chrissy wants to borrow something, or Janet wants to borrow something for the ski trip from the mom of this baby. The baby and the mom come over and they drop off the thing, and Jack and Janet, or Jack and Chrissy, can comment on like, "Oh, who's the dad?" and and Janet explains the story. Because then at least you tie in like the ski trip to the baby, and there's like a little bit of a of a motivation no, there. No, but this is just so ham handed. No sense, regardless of the device. No. <laughs> it makes no sense. I feel you. I I feel you. Only, <laughs> the whole story is so stupid. <laughs> the only reason it makes sense is because we have to have the an ad placed, yeah, so that we can misconstrue placed. it with right. the ad she's placed. Oh, duh, duh, of course. That's right. No, you're right. You're right. It wouldn't work. Okay. Um, so, uh, Chrissy, oh, and I don't know, they get Chrissy going and she starts talking and talking until they, uh, Jack and Janet both sneak, sneak off, off to the kitchen. Right. And then Chrissy finally realizes she's alone. And <laughs> hilarious. Uh, <laughs> then, then it's later and Jack and Chrissy are coming out of their rooms with their luggage. They're ready to go. Right. And, uh, or Jack's coming out of his room. Chrissy must have already been out of her room because Janet's in the bedroom. And, uh, they're like, Janet, let's go. And, and Janet comes out not dressed for skiing at all. She comes out of the bathroom. Oh, out of the bathroom. Yeah. And she's like, what? What's happening? today? I thought that was next week. Oh, I, I thought she go. was going to, like, get all ready to go and then have, like, an emergency, like, where she can't go. Right. I didn't think she was going to just, like, forget about it. Yeah. That was her excuse. I was like, that's what you came up with? You've had days to prepare. Yeah. <laughs> this yeah. seems very last minute. I think I'm just going to do this right now. What does she say? She's going to do something for the flower shop. Right. She has to hire the guy from the ad. That's the whole. Right, but I was forgot what her, the cover was. Yeah, just to hire cover. someone. Is that she has work to do at the flower shop? Is what she says. Right. Uh, 
And so as they're leaving, Ding Dong, um, this guy's at the door, and he says, I'm here about the ad. This, this guy who's like 45. Yeah. A straight yeah. white guy. Yeah. Who's obviously a design student. Now, he is listed. He is credited. This is our first Paddockins of the week, and he is credited as guy number one. <laughs> um, and this is played by actor Robert E. Quigley. And I thought he did a not terrible job. So he gets this, he gets three's company, and then he's in one more movie, a TV movie called Not Just Another Affair in 1982 as a character named Biff. Biff. And that's it. That's his entire career. This Three's Company walk on and the role of Biff in Not Just Another Affair. Uh, Yeah, I know. What? How do you get on these shows and and that's it? That's so odd to me. Yeah. Yeah. But that was it. Crazy. All right. Okay. Um, And so she covers and, but, but Jack's suspicious because it's dawned on him already about the ad yeah uh that that janet was just telling him about and because because the guy is like i'm here for the ad about and janet's like right don't say anything that's why jack gets suspicious and so then she's you know finally they're they're gonna leave and so Jack and Chrissy exit, and then we're outside. And Furley comes out of his apartment as Jack and Chrissy are coming down. He's like, hey, you going skiing? And then he almost blows everything. Oh, yeah? Wait, what happened? I don't remember. Um, well, he, he gets he, – he says something about – he, like, starts acknowledging what Janet's doing. And then he's like, oh, no. He's like, you're not getting anything out of me. Oh, oh, and he so acknowledges Jack's, that Janet said she can't go on, she couldn't go on the ski trip. Like he establishes. Yeah, but he's like almost gives up. Right, but he establishes doing, yeah. that that she said it before, like that she planned. Right. Before, so they're all then they're even more suspicious. Right. And um, so then. Then they have the moment where Jack, you know, he thinks, figures it out. Yeah. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then they, they can't go skiing. And that's where we go to commercial. It's great. It, this, is a, this is a really, of all the Three's Company mix-ups that we've had to this point, this, this had some stakes attached to it, and I thought it was really fun. I was in. <clears throat> also, I thought the dialogue, you know, so far... For the episode has been very snappy, very clever. They're talking like normal people. Sometimes like the conversations are a little bit like weird and stilted, but I really enjoyed just how well at this point in the in the series that you know, after four seasons, they're all working so well together and it was really nice to just see that chemistry so alive in this first part of the episode. I was having a good time watching it. I thought it was really fun. Are yeah. they all working well together? Isn't this where the cracks are forming? 
behind the scenes. Oh, yes. No, yes. We were reading the book, and it was we did we did get some Lana uh, info. Oh. But yeah, she's gone, and she was. Uh, I don't know. She she um, implied that Janet and Chrissy that Suzanne Summers and Joyce DeWitt apparently weren't happy with her being there. That's what she seems to she, think she was going on. She won't talk about them. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. That's but drama. It sounds pretty That's bad because she said that, and she says she regretted it, but that she asked to be uh, written out, basically. Let go. Yeah. But because she said that she she brought something up, and then they just diminished her role to where it was really nothing. <laughs> and so... Well, but then I she, couldn't figure out, like, what Lana's purpose was like forget about all the drama i think she came onto the show in between the ropers and furley as this kind of like romantic foil for jack but she didn't really get in the way of jack's dating life because he was always so grossed out by her advances they talk about that too and how they were yeah. all like john no ritter was like that. why this is so weird like why is this happening she's oh really unattractive yeah, why would Jack? Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. And then the writers were like, we just kind of ran out. We didn't know what to do with her anymore. But she said she Co knew. Cocaine in the she, writing room. She said she knew, you know, in advance that that was her last show. And she assumed everybody knew that it was her last show and that there was nothing done for her. There was no acknowledgement she went and said goodbye to John Ritter and he acted shocked and Richard Klein acted Don shocked. Don Knotts was all like Don was like, what? what was and that Suzanne Summers and Joyce DeWitt didn't even acknowledge her. That's, that's shitty. That's, that's in the book. But you know what? <clears throat> Those were shittier times. Meaning, like, people <laughs> were just kind of meaner to each other. You know, don't forget, like, this is the generation where, like, I don't know about your parents, but my parents were like, get out. It's 8 a.m. on a Saturday. We don't want to see you again until 6. Yeah. And then we weren't allowed to come in the house. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, people were just a lot more, like, ugh, cutthroat in a way. Yeah. Well, it's all because of Wall Street. People are dicks. <laughs> Wall Street. I agree. Um. All right, should we just get back in since we talked no, about? No, didn't uh, we have a commercial to talk about? I we talked about chapstick. Oh, Susie yeah. chapstick. Yeah, but I thought we had I thought we had another commercial, but now oh, I can't did you? Yeah, because I watched a bunch of commercials earlier. <laughs> you actually you prepared for your segments? Well, I tried, but nothing stood out. She had oh, the day off. <laughs> here is what stood out was that I was watching commercials from Indiana. It was like a day in 1980 in Indiana. And there were a like a disproportionate number of commercials related to fish. Fish? Yeah, like frozen frozen fish, fish restaurants. God, that was hard to say. Frozen fish. Frozen fish <laughs> or fish restaurants or like fishing gear? No, like oh, eating like fish. Long John like Silver. eating fish. Yeah, it was like Long John Silvers and Red Lobster. And then there was a uh, commercial for like the Gordon's Fisherman, 
and then there was a like a restaurant that was having steak and like a surf and turf like fried shrimp featured wow it was all about eating seafood Hmm. and it was in indiana it was so confusing it was probably probably (laughs) a hip new thing then it must have These, been like, like seafood restaurants. Frozen not on the coast. seafood must have been a thing. Fast food seafood. I do find local spots, like local commercials, to be insane in different markets, in okay. different parts of the country. Well, I, I asked Tucker if he had, and you probably didn't have these either, were Chi Chi's restaurants? Nope. No, because that you guys have That Mexican. wasn't a SoCal franchise. That's why you didn't have Chi-Chi's, because it's just like Olive Garden, but Mexican. It's wow. It's the exact same thing as Olive Garden. It's like the same kind of building and everything, but it's, but it's Mexican. Oh, that's fascinating. But we had Chi-Chi's. it in Ohio and like places because huh. we didn't have a lot of Mexican. Also, Chi-Chi's is just a disgusting name. Like, like I People think they're so funny. Oh, yeah. I'm sure someone thought that was really witty, but... <laughs> Well, that was that was a good one. Okay. Yay. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey. Okay, so uh, <laughs> we're back in the apartment, and Janet's with um, the guy, uh, and on the couch, and Jack and Chrissy come back in, and Janet's like, "What are you doing?" And uh, I can't remember what they. Oh, they say something about the, the bus. The bus. In in half an hour. Yeah. Um, anyway, they she takes the guy to the kitchen so they can continue their conversation. Uh, and Jack's like, Chrissy, what are you going to do about this? Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, then, and he's, is this, I think this is where he puts the idea in her head, right? That. I don't know. It's, it gets very confusing to me of what exactly like now that yeah, yeah, like we've established everything, right. I'm very confused of what the resolution is going to okay. be because I don't remember. So exactly. yeah, well, so I think Chrissy now thinks also that oh, Janet's yeah, she's on board. Yeah, she's on board with the, like what what Jack thinks is happening, and so oh right okay when. <laughs> So Janet and the guy come out, and he's just talking about how he's very anxious to do the job. Get started. <laughs> to get started. And Oh, uh, God. Jack, it's so three's company. Jack's like, can I speak to you in the kitchen, Janet? And he takes her into the kitchen, and they, he, they sit down at the table across from each other. And he, in his, without explicitly saying anything so that everyone's on the same page, offers himself to her yeah that if she if she needs a man for a specific reason that he would be that man yeah he like basically it's a great scene it's a really great scene i really enjoyed the chemistry between them in this scene i thought they did a really good job uh joy sweet was just so locked into josh ritter and he was being so vulnerable this is the thing right this is where John Ritter is is like John Ritter is shining through in these moments because I just do not believe him at all as this like playboy no. womanizing Lothario. I'm sorry, I just can't get with it. It's, and then they and then they write a scene like this, mm-hmm. 
And I'm like, what are you guys doing? This isn't even in character. Like, no ladies' man wants to be tied down right. to his female roommate in his ostensibly his prime. It doesn't make any sense. It's so, ugh, whatever. Then he gets a huge laugh here from us. Oh, for sure. Because he's it's so very, it's, yeah, he's, he's, it's a, it's a, it's a fun scene to watch them play. And Janet's, uh, she says, he's, he's, she's like, basically gets it out of him that, you know, why are you going to these guys when I'm right here? And she says, oh, Jack, I, I just didn't think you could do the job. <laughs> and he goes, he goes, what? <laughs> there's the ding dong. And Janet just goes to answer it. <laughs> and Jack's left there, and he goes, "What?" That's <laughs> uh, great. And it's it's so great. Funny. And so she goes and answers. And there's another guy. This guy's name is Roger. And yes. he has. Is it? No, there's another guy before Roger. No, that guy comes. Uh, well, while Roger's in the kitchen with Roger? Janet, oh. yeah, that's when the other guy comes in. He only talks to Janet and Chris or Janet, Jack and Chrissy, right? And well, well yeah. So let's all right. So let's talk about uh, Roger, who is played by actor Philip Charles McKenzie, uh, who has a pretty extensive uh, body of work. He's been in a lot of really cool stuff. He was. Uh, Let's see here. He grew oh, up in uh I totally in know this guy. What do you mean? I mean, I recognize him. <laughs> like, I was just looking through his pictures on IMDb, and I'm like, oh, yeah, this guy's on, this guy's been on a bunch of shows. Okay, sorry. Right? I think he looks a little bit like Robert England. I thought he was Freddy Krueger for he's, a second. Yeah, he's got um, so he gets his start in uh, 1975 in Dog Day Afternoon, and then he goes on to be in three episodes of the, Jeffers- the Jeffersons, Lou Grant, WKRP in Cincinnati, The Love Boat, uh, Different Strokes, and then in 1980 he gets Three's Company. He goes on to be in ABC After School Special, which is so cool because I loved those. Bosom Buddies, Heart to Heart. Uh, he's in an episode of Cheers. Remington Steele, Family Ties, Benson, The Facts of Life, St. Elsewhere, New Hard. Um, let's see. He gets in 1992, right? After being in the business so long, he gets into on um, Step by Step. And then uh, he directs an episode of The Jackie Thomas Show. Three episodes, actually. Uh, but then he goes on in uh, – and that was in 1992, 1993. In the next 10 years, he doesn't get another gig until he's on – Something called Elvis has left the building, and then from and then his next credit is uh, to twenty nineteen where he does a short film. Uh, so that's a really odd sort of like, you know, for being in that many shows in over decades. Uh, yeah, he 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 was. I guess he goes on to be behind the camera as a director and producer, but a pretty prolific guy in the business and uh, ostensibly still out there doing it. He gets the show in 84 to 89 called Brothers. Uh-huh. 115 episodes. 
Oh, no way. I did. I missed that. I don't even What's know what Brothers, Brothers is. Me neither. I've never well, heard. Well, well Brothers has a hundred. Brother comes out as gay. Two conservative men support him and help him navigate being openly gay in 1980s Philadelphia. What? Whoa. Wow. What? That's fascinating. And it ran five years. Holy cow. I've never Where? heard of this show. I have never Showtime. heard of show. Showtime. It was on oh, show okay, that time. makes sense. Premium cable at oh, the time. That's interesting. Yeah. It also says oh, in his bio that he uh, started playing drums when he was 14 and still plays live. Cool. Oh, interesting. Yerdley Smith was on this show, who people know as the voice of Lisa Simpson. Oh. She's in 32 episodes. Oh, James Avery. Who plays uh, the the you know Uncle Uncle Phil on the Fresh Prince of Bel Air? Ah. And then of course Billy Bird. Uh, she's also a big actress, TV actress. Fascinating. Uh, who Fascinating. Knew? I've never heard of the show. Me neither. <laughs> uh, anyway. Wow, what an interesting, very interesting Paddockins. Uh, yeah. But there he is, Philip Charles McKenzie. Yeah, and he plays Roger, and he has some pictures of his previous work. If yeah. you'd like to take a look at it. And Jack is appalled. <laughs> yeah, but Jack's like, oh! <laughs> he can't even believe it. I, I never know how to feel about, like, I guess white guys with afros was a thing in the 70s, but mm-hmm. that's always so funny to me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he looks well, you great. You know what the thing right now with the kids? Yeah, what the kids are doing now with their perms? Yeah, have you seen this? You heard of kids this? are getting perms? Oh my god, yes. Like, your haircut... Wait, turn your hair, turn your head to the side. Okay, if you grew out your hair about uh-huh. another half inch or so, another inch, okay, and then got okay. a perm. It's that would like look crazy. Really short, yeah, it's really it's short on the really sides curly and on the back, top. and then really long curly and like, on top. Oh, it's I've like, seen that. Yeah, those like are perms. Yes, I thought that was those people's natural hair. Yeah, some it looks people, like every teenage people, boy around here has We used to tease it. because when it started getting popular, we we started teasing Leal about it because Leal's hair is so curly, <laughs> and we were like, "It's called the McDonald's haircut." <laughs> And we were like, we were like, you have to meet me at McDonald's haircut. And then, and yeah, now it's still popular here. Wow. That's hilarious. Okay. Oh, wow, that was, where, where that was we? a fun little What were we talking about? We were oh, talking Roger. about. Oh, and then. Oh, because Roger comes in. Right. right. Okay. So, and she takes Roger to the kitchen. Is that right? Janet does? Yeah. Okay. So then knock, knock. Another dude. At so the weird. door. I didn't realize Roger was sandwiched in. Yes. Uh, this is a, an actor who's not really an actor. His name is Mark Siegel. He only has two acting gigs on his resume. But he ends up going uh, to work at ILM and works on on The Empire Strikes Back. Works as a, I'm sorry, as a, uh, as a digital artist. Uh, in visual effects, he works on the Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi. He's uh, he works on Poltergeist Two, Ghostbusters Two, the movie Look Who's Talking with uh, Kirstie Alley and uh, Bruce Willis. A feat he works. Work. Uh, it really is. Uh, he works on Back to the Future Two, Joe versus the Volcano with Tom Hanks, Back to the Future Three, Death Becomes Her. Now these are uh, these are huge films. Men in Black, Galaxy Quest. Huge. Uh, where he works as a model maker, uh, AI, 
uh, in 2001, yeah. which was, uh, that's a Steven Spielberg as well. Planet of the Apes, Van Helsing with Jack, what's his name? Hugh Jackman. <laughs> Hugh Jackman. Uh, he's, uh, he's a digital artist on War of the World, Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest, Pirates of the Caribbean, At World's End, Evan Almighty, <laughs> Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, uh, Transformers, Cowboys and Aliens, Star Trek Into Darkness, and his most recent credit is in the 2014 Scarlett Johansson movie, Lucy. So this guy is so crazy in that, like, he's a computer dude, but yeah. <laughs> has this weird walk-on role in Three's Company. <laughs> well, I can't remember it, but he's in Three's Company, and he plays Mitch Kowalski in The Crater Lake Monster from 1977, which is a movie I think I own. Oh, let's do it. I didn't even mention it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. As an actor. As an actor. After he taught junior high, he was accepted to the Barnum Bailey Clown College. Oh, wow. Fascinating. That's really performance-oriented. I don't know how he ends up working in visual effects, but yeah. there you go. Oh, Another very interesting Paddockins yeah. this week. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, he comes in, and... Jack and Chris here are just, you know, looking him up and down. And um, he's and he's like, oh, yeah, well, I'm, I'm really excited to get get started or whatever. And Jack's like, oh, I'm sure you are. Yeah. Or whatever. But eventually, and Jack has this kind of like one-sided altercation with him that mm-hmm. ends with him kicking him out and saying, well, why don't you go take a cold shower? Yeah. Oh, and this guy does the physical comedy bit very well as he flies out the door. Yeah. I thought it was great. Yeah. And then uh, Janet and Roger return from the kitchen. And <laughs> they're basically like, he's going to do the job and all this. And Although she's treated each of them like they're going to do the job. It's really weird. And yeah. True. True. And so. Well, I mean, they have to, they have to amp up the, the miscommunication. Right. <laughs> Um, and so then she kind of she tries to scooch uh, Jack and Chrissy out. She's yeah. like, "Oh, get out of here!" And um, Jack leaves. Oh, because she says again something. He he asks one more time, like, "What about me?" Or whatever. And she's like, "I'm sorry, I just don't think you could. You have what it takes, or something like that." And he's like, Whoa. "Oh, because she kicks them out, so they end up coming back to look through the window." Yeah. So he leaves, and then Chrissy says her goodbyes. <clears throat> It's like this long drawn out thing, and uh, and then she leaves, and then you see them, yeah, watching through the window as Janet's then to Rogers, like, well, should we go look at the bedroom then? <laughs> so they immediately go to the bedroom, and Jack and Janet, Jack, or Jack and Chrissy's jaws are on the floor as they're looking through the window, which right. is so funny to me because. They're literally like they look like puppets uh-huh. in a theater, and not Janet or Roger clocks them at all as they walk right past right them. Right past them, like, so crazy. Yeah, and so crazy. So they come back in, and they overhear and misconstrue everything going on in the bedroom. Uh-huh. And so Jack decides that he's going to go in and stop this, but he goes into the room, but he's got his back to them and he's covering his eyes yeah uh and 
his eyes covered and he says, and so eventually they're like, she's like, what are you doing? And he's like, well, I don't want to see. And he sees what they're doing and the truce comes out. He says, I don't want to, I don't want to see your fabric samples. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, so then he knows what's going on and now he's in on it. And she's like, well, don't tell Chrissy. I want it to be a surprise. He's like, okay, no problem. Right. So he leaves to go get Chrissy so they can go skiing. And Chrissy is, you know, beside herself about what she thinks Janet's doing. And Jack's just trying to like, oh, let's go. Everything's cool. <laughs> and she's like, wait, wait, no. What's going on? And she's so upset that she eventually barges into the uh, bedroom. And, yep. Uh, and she's, Oh God, what does he, I can't remember what he says, but she comes in on and like answers the question or something, I can't remember, but it's, uh, of course, you know, how it is. It's Three's Company. Right. I used to um, it. Yeah. And uh, so Janet, she's just beside herself. Chrissy's just having a complete meltdown about this. And so Janet, like, escorts her to the couch on the apartment and they're, they're straightening it all out. Mm-hmm. With the truth. But doesn't it bug you that for so long, like, Jack's not saying anything? I'm just like, ah, draw this one out already. Come on. Like, this yeah. is, just say it. Just tell her. Why are you keeping it right? <laughs> yeah, just be like, hey, listen. She's in there. We thought it was the guy, but he's, she's just redecorating the room. So when you come home, act surprised. Let's go. Well, you can't do yeah. that. You can. That's what real people do. I know, I know, I know. That ruins all the fun. And then, um, but then she's like, well, who put that in your head? So now it comes out to Janet that what they thought was going on. That was great. It was a good turn. And then she's like, well, who put that in your head? And then, uh, <laughs> like, you know, after all... All these years we've known each other. You think I'd do something like that? I'm surprised at you. I'm surprised at you, Jack. Yeah. And he says, well, what about Chrissy? And she says, well, I'm surprised at you, too. Ha-ha! Right? It's interesting. You know, when she said that, when she said, like, after all these years of knowing me, I thought you'd know me better. Uh, after all these years together, I thought you'd know me better. I thought about that. And I was like, you know, this, is, this was a situation that the girls got into with Jack as, as as a kind of like they had to because there was no better option than to let him come live in the apartment, right? But we're like four years into this experience, and I'm like, there's no way in real life this situation would have been able. It's not sustainable, you know. Like, what hetero guy is going to live in an apartment with two girls that he doesn't intend to date, trying to have some kind of a love life? Like it. <laughs> Especially not for this like womanizing because player the that they're trying to. The real plot of Three's Company is that Jack is really gay. <laughs> That's the only believable thing. The only thing. Yeah. That, makes- uh, that would be that would have been hilarious to <laughs> to close the showdown where yeah. that's revealed. <laughs> um. And so then there's a tag scene, and um. We're in the apartment, and Janet and Christy are looking at, like, drapes. Drapes. Oh, we don't get this on Pluto. Oh. Um, 
Jack comes out, and, and then Janet says, uh, "Thanks, thank you, Jack, for your generous offer." And he was like, "Oh, what do you, what do you mean?" And you know, she's like referring to him offering himself to her. She's, he's like, "Yeah, well, you know, anytime." You wanna, and Janet gets all up and like seemingly is calling his bluff, and she starts taking him to his bedroom, and then he gets all like, "Whoa, what, what, what's going on?" and all this, and then, uh, and then it turns out she wants to go in there and redecorate. <laughs> yeah, Jack. Jack fighting the advances of a girl yet again. He doesn't know how to deal with it. Something <laughs> actually happens. He's like, I'll talk. No, he just doesn't know what to do. He needs, to, he needs to take some lessons from Larry or something. Yeah. Larry seems like he'd Take more of those do. furly lessons if he didn't get kicked out. That's true. Well, well, well. So we've come to the end well, of another episode. Well, he tried to use his he should have attended to the sick and left the world alone. Okay. Uh-huh. Let's, what do you give this one? <laughs> well, you know, I, I like episodes where I feel like, you know, the, the cast feels like a family. Uh, this is like, I, I like that aspect of the show, the chosen family. Uh, theme and this is like really you know you get how much Chrissy and Jack love Janet and are super duper concerned for her and Chrissy's character is great in that she really points out that this is none of their business and they need to let Janet make this choice for her own life and I thought that was really empowering for a girl to stick up for another girl like that even in these circumstances and tell a boy like hey Stay out of it, right. uh, and then they can't, right? And which, which is where you get so much of a heart from in this episode. And I loved it for that. I really, I thought that was again. This is why we come every week is to see these three young people, you know, making it as that as that little family. And even, you know, Mister Furley being such a bumbling idiot <laughs> and and giving away, you know. Uh, the secret it's just great it was i thought i thought everything was this was a three's company episode that was firing on all cylinders great physical comedy really good written jokes uh and 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 to me my favorite miscommunication of all the episodes we've seen to this point so i'm gonna give this one one of my highest scores ever 3.98888 3.98888 Wow. Out of four, for a very heartfelt, good, fun, rollick, rock, rollicking episode. Okay, that's interesting. What did you think? I think that if we could have taken some of the furly action mm. from that roast beef cutting <laughs> episodes ago, if we could have taken some of that furly action and really incorporated that it would have been a perfect episode but I yeah i felt like rf little, was a little underused yeah it was there and it was like he was doing he was part of the misunderstanding and it was cool but it just needed a little more he needed to get in there a little more 
So yeah. I gave it four and three quarter stars. I mean, three wow. and three quarter stars. Three. three and three quarter stars. That's what I meant. I only go up to four. Good score. It's a good score. Um, I, I liked it a lot. I liked, I think, um, I liked the way the characters relate to each other. I just feel there are episodes of Three's Company where the, the nonsense crosses a line, you know, where it's like, you just Into, gotta, into absurdity. Yeah, you gotta put that little bit of effort into giving me just a, just enough like plausibility, plausibility. Yeah, yeah just a little reasonable doubt that there's any other reason to put that there than the plot right just something and sometimes that that gets to me so it's not perfect for me because sometimes I feel like they do enough that I'm okay this one they didn't, but I did like everything else about it. And Jack, I mm. thought, was really funny. And Janet, I think Janet... Who's the most charming Janet's been? Well, Janet had a lot more to do this week. Yeah. Than she yeah. Was in something, which was uh, also... Well, they got, well, she got rid of Lana. So I'm going <laughs> yeah. to give it... It was a, more screen time. Time. <laughs> I'm going to give it a four out of five. Oh. Wow, not bad. Not bad. No, I, I thought this this also passed the test, the, mm. the, the betrayal doctrine, as it's come to be known. Oh, yeah, because I would have been, like, been like, is she having a baby? Like, I would have <laughs> totally had to watch to find <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> this was a very watchable episode. I would not shut this one off. All right. Well, we did Next it. Next week. We, we did, did it. it. I just wanted to celebrate that. For oh, a okay, we yeah. did it. Yeah. Woo! Yeah. Okay. Congratulations, <laughs> right. everybody. Next week. Um, balls? At balls in hand. Check. Okay. Next Crystal week. Crystal warmed. Called Jack's Jack's Bad Boy. Oh, my God. Oh, God. Come on. It's June. It's Pride Month. Like, don't don't do this to me. Uh, okay. I'm gonna say it's yet another Navy buddy that's gonna come visit Jack. We've had so many. We've had so many. Um, and, uh, I've said this plot before and it's never happened and it's never gonna happen. I don't know why I'm trying to sell it again, but this time, this guy actually is gay and, uh, Mr. Furley comes in at a most inopportune moment uh, as they're, you know, planning some kind of dinner for the girls. But Furley thinks they're planning a dinner for each other uh, or to t or to tell the girls they're together or whatever. And so he, he gets Larry to try and stop the whole thing from happening. <laughs> I love the. I love the <laughs> they always get somebody to do something. Like they always <laughs> go get, go get yeah. Lily to do something <laughs> or get Larry. That's great. <laughs> okay, they're planning. What are they planning? They're planning a coming out dinner as a couple. Oh. <laughs> but they're, and really they have to and they're really planning a dinner for the girls. Okay. Yeah, just yeah, he's not gay at all, but 
Furley is just right. convinced that he's going to, you know, catch them in the act and get them kicked out of the apartment building. Okay. That's, that's not, I would watch that episode. I think that would be funny. Yeah, that's, that's, that's great. It's got everybody there. It's perfect. Yeah. All right. So what are we gonna what are we gonna toast for this week? I have my diet coke oh. in hand. Oh gosh. Okay. What can Let's we toast, toast this week? I kind of want to toast that guy that ended up working for for, uh, ILF. ILF? ILF? ILM? You know what I want to toast? I want to toast the fact that for the first time, Jinx did her segment. Jinx actually researched her segment. I didn't. And then we... And then we almost didn't use it at all. Yeah, we didn't use it at all. Oh, we suck. Let's toast to, uh, to, oh, no, I've, oh, to, uh, you know, uh, Slim Jim Chapstick or whatever his name was. (laughs) (laughs) Jack, Jack, Jack Crack. Jack, Slap, Slap Slap Jack. Slap Jack. Slap Jack. Slap Jack. Slap Chapstick. Slap Jack. Chapstick. To Slap <laughs> I can't say that. Jinx, we're gonna toast to flapjack chapstick. Okay, cheers. Yeah, here it is. Cheers! Flapjack chapstick. Face.